Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What's good, party people? Episode 63, the Wake and Rake podcast, as always, powered by Swing Juice. That man is Will Middlebrooks. He is a baseball analyst, not a player, as his shirt says. That shirt's pretty dope, though. You got to fill me in on, uh, on the uh, Yeah, it's a, it's a Chicago company called Obvious Shirts. They make stuff, they like a bunch of the Cubs wear them. It just says, like, baseball player or, like, David Ross has one says manager. <laughs> mm. Obvious tees. Like, baseball's fun. Like, just, like, simple, plain shirts. So I hit him up because uh, I've talked to him on Twitter a few times in the past because they have really cool stuff. Like, they had they had a shirt I, w- I wanted for the World Series when I was covering it for HQ uh, on here doing shows. And it says, I hope both teams lose. <laughs> I feel like I just, a lot of people felt that way about the team. Right. I, I didn't feel that way but i thought that shirt i thought that shirt was hilarious and i was like oh you don't have any xls can you guys make one they're like oh yeah yeah we'll make one and i was like by the way i just came with this idea if you, you have the one that says baseball player could you do that and mark it out and put analysts they're like oh dude that's a great idea we'll, we'll make that up for you so they whipped it up and sent it to me uh, i got it today actually that's so cool. yeah i'll definitely have this in the rotation next year what would mine say instead of baseball analyst what would it say Easy. 80 poo. It's a family friendly show. What? 80 poo. Baseball 80 poo. That's fine. That's applicable. You never even see me throw a baseball, man. No, I don't. No, I ha- I actually, I'm trying to think if I've seen, I don't think you show me video or anything, actually. Put Justin Verlander's fastball on like slow mo, and it's pretty much the same thing. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, we were just talking about before we started this pod that our right, the off season's here. We got to start filling some time and got to get our guests rolling back because I we don't I don't I'm never going to ask guys players to come on here during the season because it's a grind and I'm not going to bother them with hey man you come to my pod and like on your one off day this month no shot so we'll start filing some cool guys through here we'll, I don't know some players maybe some reporters maybe some media members anybody maybe some fans. Of the show, because why not? Just looking back earlier, year and a half, year ago, when we were back with the CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball Today show, early on with the Wake and Rake, we got some dudes on here, bro. We had Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, Marcus Stroman, Brandon Crawford, uh, Reese Hoskins. We had some Justin, guys. Justin Upton, Justin Ken Upton. Rosenthal, Rachel yeah, Luba. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We had Alana Rizzo, Jerry Harrison Jr. Yeah. We were, we were getting on the map at one point. I don't know what happened to us. We well, were the season started, so we started talking about baseball, like what's happening now. The off season's here, though. Are we are we like the Vanilla Ice MLB podcast? We just, at one time, we shined and just never shined again. Let's not have that be. I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not have that. Actually, based off our numbers, for you, everyone listening, we've been growing yeah. and growing and growing. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you, followers, listeners, viewers, social media members. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. We just we keep growing it. slow and steady. Wins the race. 
Let's talk Astros, baby. 2022 World Series champions. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. I know a lot of people <laughs> didn't want to see them hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. Let's call a spade a spade. That's just a fact. But the Houston Astros don't give a shit about your opinion. Which is stupid. Like, and by the way, like four guys on that 40-man roster were a part of the 2017 team. Key guys, but yes. Key guys, but still 10% of your roster. Right. I know. I'm with you. You know, it's just like you can keep booing them all you want, right? It's like regardless, Astros is still one of the great teams of like this modern era. Believe it or not. I know they only have two World Series. We've been through the whole dynasty or dynasty, not BS, whatever. Two World Series in, what, five years? Five years. Easy math. But so, I think what's most important is, is is the, or most impressive is the six straight trips to the ALCS. Right? Like, that's really hard to do. So, mm-hmm. that, we're not going to talk dynasty because no one ever agrees and people yell at us because we don't know what we're talking about. But regardless... Of the last 10 years, they are arguably one of the best teams in the game. The last 10 years. Last best American years. Best American League team for sure. The Red Sox have won a couple 2013, 2018. Correct. Just going off the top of my head here. Royals won one, obviously. Giants won three. So that's the National League side of things. But six straight trips to ALCS. Having it being one step away from the World Series six years. I have a question. In a row. For you. I have a question for you. Okay. Who had a better decade, the Washington Nationals or the Los Angeles Dodgers? That's really weird to think about. It's a tough question. Dodger fans are punching a wall right now. Like we won the World Series too. Damn it! We we did it. They all played the same sixty game season. Uh, I mean. I don't I don't look at 2020 World Series. It is what it is. I do agree. Everyone had a chance. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers have been really good like every year the last few years. So I'm not going to take it away from them. Let me rephrase it. If you were a player, would you rather have been a Washington National for the last 10 years or a Los Angeles Dodger for the last 10 years? Dodger. What, really? Yeah. Because you'd still have a ring technically. It's a 60 game ring, but that matter still yeah. shines just as bright. Yeah, it does until you talk about it among your peers. Nah, the players don't think of it that way. They're not saying it to each other's faces. Nobody's walking up to Justin Turner and saying that ring, pal. I don't know. Nah, man. The players, like, the players get it. I think the, the players, players know deep down it doesn't mean as much. I don't think anybody thinks about it. <laughs> I don't oh, think I anybody think so. cares. I think. It is what it is. Everyone had the same chance to win it. For the same reason the Astros really wanted to win in 2022, because a lot of people didn't think 2017 counted. I think the Dodgers similarly have continued to fail. And that's obviously despite the, you know, the 2020 World Series. But I think they want to. I will say, what's the one thing that has hurt the Dodgers lately? Injuries, right? Well, Mm -hmm. everyone was pretty healthy in 2020 because, yeah, of course, they didn't have the grind of the season. I get it, but. Injuries kill most teams. Mm-hmm. It's not just the Dodgers, but that has been their kryptonite the past few years. But that's what happens. You bring in these pro, high-profile, older guys. They're injury-prone. They're older. They're later in their career. That's kind of just what happens. How is has Daddy Daycare going for you? Jenny's been on the road a lot. Yeah, I finally got to go on a trip with her. I went to Georgia, Tennessee, or Tennessee, oh, Georgia. That, that had to have been fun. The game was kind of, a, kind of a bore. but The game sucked, but the atmosphere was crazy. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was nuts. 
I mean, it was 90,000 people getting after it. The whole third quarter, it poured rain, um, which sucked for Jenny, but the crowd was so into it. The student section was nuts. The band was nuts. The players were hype. I mean, I'll have to send you some videos. Like, even I was up in the booth with, like, Brad and, and Gary for half the game. And even inside the booth, I mean, the windows were open. It was, like, shaking. It was so loud. So, Jenny had the Tennessee-Bama game where Tennessee beat Bama at, at, in Tennessee. That holds – I think that place holds – there was about 10,000 more people at that game, and she thought the Georgia game was louder. Wow. She was, like – because like her or her sideline producer, uh, this girl named MK, um, like they had a hard time like talking on the sideline, like about ideas for questions and and topics and and this and that, uh, just because it was so loud there. Thought that was pretty cool. I don't want to turn this episode into a total hypothetical, but you are just giving me ideas here. You've played in a World Series, you've been to SEC football games, and have been on the field for them. What's louder? World Series or an SEC football game? Or are they similar? Well, okay, so there are three times more people at the SEC game than there were at Fenway. Fenway holds 38,000 mm-hmm. or 100,000 people those games. So it's kind of hard to compare the two when there's that, when there's, you know, 60,000 less people. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I don't know, man. Philly was really crazy but maybe even Fenway it under 40,000 people was like when David Ortiz hit that grand slam against the Tigers in the in the ALCS that that had to rival it Bostonians are louder by trade anyways they're just built that way they're they're built different but um that that moment was louder than any world series moment i mean Victorino had a grand slam he had a three-run double off the wall. The place was really loud, but nothing compared to that poppy grand slam against the Tigers. That was probably where I felt the ground moving under me. Mm. It was nuts. So I somehow, somehow, 38, 39,000 people was just as loud as the 100,000. But consistently, like throughout the game, SEC football, that was nuts. Yeah, Jenny's been thrown right into the thick of it this year with Tennessee – I don't know how oh, she got it. She loves it. She loves Tennessee. it. And it's good for me too, because those are the games I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm probably watching them anyways. Right. But I've only had an opp- had an opportunity to go to one game because I've been busy with work, kids, this and that. So I finally got to go last week to Athens. And Ath- if you've never been to Athens, Georgia on a game day, again, like a big game, dude, insane college town. And I have family too, all around there. G- uh, Gainesville, Jefferson, all these small towns, like 30 minutes. Uh, outside of Athens so one of my cousins uh, his name's Keith he's he's my dad's age my dad and him grew up together he's technically my cousin um he's had a tailgate there for a long time and it's right there where they do like the it's called the dog walk where they drop off the players and they take this long walk to the stadium and um I mean he's just in a prime location for tailgating and I went and there were like 250 people at his tailgate it was insane. Like I went with Jenny, got dropped off at the stadium. I'm like, bye babe. Good luck. And I went to the tailgate mm-hmm. and immediately they had me doing like car bombs with them, like taking shots. And yeah, it was so much fun. But, um, dude, Athens, Georgia on a game day must do put it on your bucket list for college football. You could have been an sec football player. People don't talk about that enough. Could have. Thank God. I wasn't Texas A&M punter. Will Middlebrooks. I had an opportunity to play quarterback too. 
Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. But the the so these big schools, they're like, if you're gonna play quarterback, you're not playing baseball. Like quarterback is a year round, 24 7, 365. You can't play baseball. And they're like, mm, okay, well, I'm gonna try. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> I promise you, we're not. If if we will give you the option to punt, because I was a good punter too. If you want to play baseball, well, you can punt, but you're not playing quarterback. So I had I had to either pick. Am I going to go play quarterback and give up baseball or do I go punt and play baseball? So thank God I had to make that decision. Yeah, I think he made, well, who knows where he would have been football wise, but I think he probably made more money going baseball. I would have punt till I was 40. This was before your uh, college, what is it? What do they, what do they call the, the money making in college? What's it called? The uh, NIL? NIL. NIL. Thank you. NIL. Yeah. Before he could really make money in college. So you could have been the, Heisman Trophy winner at Texas A&M, and you're not making money for three, four years. So, yeah, whatever. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll guess we'll never know. Yeah, I guess we'll never. Let's get back on track. Yeah, sorry. We can talk about Philly for a little bit because I think they deserve a lot of props, man. What a season from from the Phillies. I know it's heartbreaking right now. I mean, make it to the World Series, you really fight hard with Houston Astros, who were the best team in Major League Baseball throughout the regular season, postseason. You're the only team that gave the Astros any else in the postseason they fought valiantly but as i mentioned at the beginning in our postseason preview i thought the phillies had a real shot at making a deep run if they were able to condense the series into short series however as soon as the series goes five six seven games that's when they're forced to use their depth and lack of depth i should say they game five is where it turns Right. They go down three, two. If they win that game, now they lost three to two in game five. If they win that game and they just have to split in Houston, we're looking at a real chance, but you're not going in there winning two games. Mm-hmm. Houston's a really tough to play too. No, 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 nobody really talks about it for some reason. Houston is a very tough place to play in a big game on the road. We've become numb because we've seen so many postseason games at, at the juice right. box in Houston. Right. right. That's true. Um, should, okay, let me ask you this: Should they have left Zach Wheeler in the ball game? Was it the? It was the sixth inning. It was the middle of the sixth inning. And he had like seventy-eight first, pitches, seventy-nine pitches, something like that. First and third, Jordan Alvarez is coming up to the dish, and they bring in Jose Alvarado. And of I, course, Jordan Jordan tattoos one four hundred fifty <clears throat> feet to center field, and that was essentially the series that sep, series separated right there. That 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 won it for the Astros. Right? Would you have left? Zach Wheeler and if you were Rob Thompson. Yeah, I understand the, the the move because he had success against Jordan early in the series. And that's your that's your high leverage guy. Like that's your guy you go to in the situation. That's your that's your pocket. That's who you're gonna go up against. So I understand it. I think they wish that what inning was that the sixth? sixth? I think they wish that was the seventh or eighth. Um when that situation came about. Um, but you look at you know how that inning took place it like wasn't balls weren't really crushed wheeler was still throwing well his velocity was up his command was still there there's all these check marks you have to look at when you're when you want to take out a pitcher fatigue wasn't an issue command wasn't an issue they weren't crushing balls they were just got a couple knocks um I, did he hit maldonado that inning i think he hit maldonado yeah he hit maldonado i think to start the inning like drilled him in the elbow they thought he like leaned over the plate but he didn't uh, I think Pena got a knock up the middle. Yeah. So, okay. Or, so it went 
Maldonado hit by pitch, which was controversial. Right. Borderline. He didn't stick it out there. He just didn't move. Yes. Uh, it wasn't in Aldemus Diaz. Was it Correct. He didn't lean over the plate. Uh, anyways, Altuve grounded out. Jeremy Payne is singled first and third, one out. Here yeah. comes Alvarado. So, Zach, we, they also gave him two extra days rest. So, if you're giving him that rest, you're not giving him that rest to throw 78 pitches, 79 pitches. You're you want 70 to... on the dot. 70. 70, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had been rolling. The mm-hmm. stuff was still there. I know Alvarez is your guy in that situation, but I think I'm sticking with Wheeler. And I'm not just saying this isn't result-based. I just think Wheeler was showing no signs of showing slowing down. I didn't think he made bad pitches. If he misses Maldonado, we're probably looking at nobody on two outs when Pena comes up, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, Maldi swings a wet newspaper up there. I get it. He's there for his defense. Um, I'm leaving Wheeler in. Like I said, you give him two extra days rest. He's he's well rested. He's feeling good. He's your horse. It's the sixth, 70 pitches. Like he's really throwing the ball well. I'm I'm sticking with him. But I understand Rob Thompson wanting to go to his guy and say, hey, we feel like this is maybe just a little bit better matchup because he's left-handed. He throws 101 with super sink. He's nasty. Those are 94 mile power, 95 mile power cutter. I get it. I, I I fully understand. It just didn't work out. So we're always going to say, well, it didn't work out. So that was a dumb move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach their own, man. I, I, I just, talk, I just talked in a circle left just left. to say, no, I, I would have left Wheeler in. I would have left Wheeler in too, but I understand the lefty lefty for sure situation. I think, like you said, for the seventh and eighth inning, you make the case. Also, yeah, we're look. It really, he's like 85, 90, even eight, even 85, 90 pitches. Like I'm not saying he had to throw 100 pitches, but he was he was rolling. He was throwing the ball really well. Mm-hmm. I just think you go with your best stuff, similar to the Padres and the NLCS. Have your best pitcher in the most crucial moment. Who's your best? And I pitcher? think I think Rob Zach Thompson Wheeler. felt like Alvarado. Uh, Who, who's the Phillies' best pitcher? A starter. Anyone bullpen or starter. In the postseason, probably. Alvarado or Sir Anthony Dominguez, uh, oh. but I like the lefty lefty better. Okay, than... I was looking for Zach Wheeler. That was the correct answer. Eh, you didn't get it correct. I don't. I know, but he just already faced him twice in the game. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm saying I would have left Wheeler in, but I understand it. Like it doesn't. It's not a mystery to me why he took him out, man. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out. Jordan Alvarez is a freak. Let's stop blaming Rob Thompson or Alvarado and say Alvarez just is really freaking good. Mm-hmm. He just, uh, you know what he I'm had a really good, He hit 99 with sink. Mm-hmm. Like that's so hard to do. And he hit it 450 feet to dead center field over everything. He had, by the over- way, the guy that caught the home run, someone offered him $100,000 for it. And he said, no. That's dumb. That's dumb. I would have been like, you'd rather yeah. have this this leather ball sitting in your office. Well, the thing is, if you turn down that offer, someone else will probably say, "Oh, well, I'll give you one fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do an eBay situation. Well, you go public. Well, it went public, which is great for him because now he can just play that game and get more for it. Yeah, somebody will buy it. Did you see the guy who bet ten million on the Astros to win the World Series? Is it plus plus seven fifty? So he made seventy five million dollars. Is it Mattress Mac? Yeah. Oh, geez. Wasn't that nuts? That's nuts. I have a... Hey, 
Um, we didn't give any love to Dusty Baker. You're right. Right. We skipped that when we were doing Astros, and I just want to say I have some I have some cool stuff on Dusty Baker. All right, oldest manager to ever win a World Series at seventy three years old. Um, he's just a baseball lifer, man. Like he's been around, he's been in professional baseball since he was eighteen, seventy three years old. Like that's his whole life. He doesn't know any. Like, does he really walk away from this? Like, he's come back. I don't know because this is the time. Like, if you're gonna go out and like ride into the sunset. I think he retires. He said in his post game that he was going to come back, though. He's 73. I know. But all right, let's look at this, though. I think this is cool. He's one of two people to ever collect 1,800 hits as a player and 1,800 wins as a manager. The other guy's Joe Torrey. Wait, wait, wait. No, what? What? Give me a chance to answer. The other I guy. Said I just said it. I didn't hear it. La, 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 la. I okay. Hear. He is one of two people to ever collect 1,800 hits as a player. And 18, 1,800 wins as a manager. Okay, am I going to get it correct? Do I know who this person is? Yeah. You yeah. just heard me say it, so you're playing dumb. I swear on our friendship, I didn't hear it. That means a lot. Go for it. What era? That'll give it away. Just tell me. Joe Torrey. Oh, Joe Torrey. Okay. Joe, I didn't know that. I didn't know Joe Torrey had that many hits. Joe Torrey had 2,342 hits. As a catcher. 2,326 wins. So he was That's really close good, to yeah. being like exactly the same. Joe Torrey was a catcher, yeah? Catcher, first base, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Dusty had 2,093 wins, I believe. Um, Yet anybody, everybody just talked about, oh, we can't get a ring. So I'm just glad we can put that to bed because he's a Hall of Famer and this is like a cherry on top of a Hall of Fame career. Um, and I just, I think now's the time. Like, go home, man. <laughs> go home. You did it. You're a Hall of, you were a Hall of Famer anyways. Um, you did it. Go. Bye. You know where he lives? Beautiful Sacramento, California. Dusty Baker. Why? He lives in Grand He's, uh, his son went to Jesuit High School, Sacramento, mm-hmm. California um darren and then he ended up going to cal berkeley he resides in beautiful sacramento california best place on earth that's what they're telling me i I, not my those aren't my words that's just what they say okay (laughs) okay hey do you think uh one more quick question we get some other stuff and we get away from the world series what do you think the phillies look like next year you think they're good so i'm I'm looking i'm looking at their payroll they picked up the option on nola Picked up yeah. Nola. Um, let's see. Cindergard is a free agent. That's not the end of the world, but I think they need another starting pitcher. Ranger Suarez is good. Yeah. He's good. But if they get one more, and that could be Cindergard, but I don't think he I mean he made a good amount of money this year. So I don't Dombrowski's know. Dombrowski's gonna spend some money. You know he is. He will. So right now they're slated to have like a hundred and I don't know, between 170, 180 million dollar payroll, which I'm guessing it'll be a little higher if they make some additions. Mm-hmm. Gene Segura is a free agent. Uh, Zach Eflin just declined his player option of like 15 mil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I, I thought that was questionable. Yeah, me too. But <clears throat> I think he just, I don't think it's about the money. I think he wants a longer, just he wants to stay. He's always been a Philly. Mm-hmm. He was there when I was there. Um, I think he just wants to extend it past one year. So Zach let's say Eflin's- he signs a three year, if he, even if he signed like a three year 39, I don't like the, it, it would be less AAV. 
he's not going to be the starting pitcher. No, even if he says you don't know that though, he he could be. He has been in the past. I know it hadn't, they hadn't gone great. I get it. If the Phillies want to get to where they want to get to, Zach Eflin is not in the starting rotation. Well, th- there has to be something under the table, something that's already been discussed for him to turn down that 15 mil. Yeah. So there has to be something in line. So I would like to think he's on his way back. Um, but the Phillies can't just be good again. They got to be They got to be great. On the NL East, is, the Mets are going to spend money. They're going to be good again. The Braves are set to be good for the, at least the next five years. Keep going. Yeah, I know. But like legit, legit, like for the next five years. And then those some of those guys are getting towards the end. Um Miami, who knows what happens with them? They have pitching. So Yeah, the Mets already re-signed Edwin. And then we never know with Washington. So I think they're still a ways away. Yeah. Sorry. But um yeah, so I was just I was just thinking, like, what are they gonna look like? But I think they're I think they're being really competitive again, especially with the expanded uh, playoff system, like Obviously, they were the last team to get in this year, the sixth seed, and they know doesn't matter. Just get in. They have big game players. Edwin Diaz got five years, $102 million. It took Steve Cohen less than 24 hours to get his credit card out in the offseason. Yeah, that big black visa. <laughs> that black card. Is that master black card or MasterCard? That's a MasterCard. I have. Do you have the Capital One Venture card? You ever seen those? Mm, no. I'm That's Wells a, Fargo. I'm a Wells Fargo guy. What a loser! The Venture card. I don't mean to brag here, but it's metal. It's a metal card. So every oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those. Such a flex, dude. Anytime I go, you drop it on purpose. Oh, whoops! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, and like the earth shakes, shattering because <laughs> the card dropped on the floor. And everyone's like, I have good credit. <laughs> <laughs> My Nico That's, scores over 800. My wife is a nurse. Thank you very much. I do podcasts, but my <laughs> wife works hard. <laughs> my wife saves Trust children me. so that I, I that can feeling. talk about it. Yeah, my wife saves children so that I can talk baseball with you. I save my children a lot, Yeah, but not as much as my wife. Later on in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a season review. Favorite moments, favorite player, uh, which player caught your attention the most? That's coming up. Just one more note about the Houston Astros before we do continue, though. What a factory, man. So you lose Carlos Correa and Seps Jeremy Pena. You lose Evan Gaddis and Carlos Beltran. Here comes Jordan Alvarez. You lose Zach Greinke, Garrett Cole. Uh, there's another starting pitcher in there that I'm forgetting about. Charlie Morton. Morton, yep. In comes Framber Valdez and, and uh, uh, Jose Urquidy and Christian Javier. Oh, dude. Okay. I got to throw this in. Since you're in the middle of that, you just triggered me. Not in a bad way, like in a good way, you triggered me. Shout out Houston Astros International Scouting Department. They need some love. Scouts don't get love. Listen, Altuve, 15 grand they signed him for for, as a free agent, eight-time all-star, three-time batting champ. Framber Valdez, what, $15,000 signing bonus. Luis Garcia, $20,000. Abreu out of the pin, $40,000 signing bonus. Christian Javier, maybe one of the nastiest fastballs in baseball, $10,000 signing bonus. We're seeing these kids sign for $7, $8 million. Look at what those guys signed for total, and look what they did. They were All those guys were a huge piece of the Houston Astros. Jordan Alvarez. Houston Astros International Scouting. Jordan Alvarez was acquired as a minor leaguer before he ever played a minor league baseball game for Fields. 
reliever for the, the Dodgers. Was it the Dodgers? Uh-huh. Hey, he, he no, wouldn't look right in a Dodger uniform. You know who doesn't have a Capital One medal visa card? The Houston Astros International Scouting Department. <laughs> no. They have just a checkbook. $55,000. Altuve, Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, and I'm 60, leaving 60,000. So Altuve, Valdez, Garcia. Garcia, thank you. And okay. Javier. That's 60. It was that's 60 mil. Or 60,000. So excuse me. Yeah. Pretty sure the they, don't, they don't have a credit card. They just have a checkbook and they balance it every month. Yeah. They Very sit impressive. at the coffee table in the dining room, balance their checkbook because they don't spend very much money. Hmm. Let's talk about they the regular produce. season a little bit, huh? Like, I don't even remember what happened, so you're going to have to go first. Before we jumped on this pod, we were talking about the homer. We were talking about some of our favorite <laughs> moments, and we were both like, who the fuck won the 2022 Home Run Derby? Because we were talking about J-Rod. I remember like, it was a hell of a show. J-Rod no, I remember J-Rod. I, yeah, all I remember is J-Rod put himself on the map, but we and, both... And Alonzo like, pumping balls off the Dippin' Dot stands and left. Yeah. yeah. But I, did, was, I could not Pete remember. Was, I had to I had to Google yeah. who won the Home Run Derby. For both of us. I had no idea. Yeah. It was Juan, Juan Soto would have been my, like, fifth guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what was your favorite moment from the regular season? Do you have one? Or do you want me to go first so you can chew I on? can... I have... I have a couple. I'm not going to go in depth because I haven't really thought about it. You've thrown this on me last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, this was early in the season, but uh, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits. Yeah. People forget about that because it happened so early. It was on. early, but 3,000 hits is such a feat. We got to like shout that out. Um, also a feat, Aaron Judge, 62 ding-dongs. Yeah. 62nd homer. I guess we're talking a moment. So like the 62nd homer uh, there in uh, Texas. Um, I thought the Phillies ending their 11-year playoff drought was mm-hmm. really cool. And then speaking about the Phillies, Harper Homer in the eighth inning uh, to send them to the World Series. That was like iconic for not just his career, but for the Phillies organization. Like you're going to see that on highlight films for a long time for the Phillies. And that's like the most recent one burned into my soul that I could think about. But so Miggy 3000, Judge 62nd Homer, Phillies in the drought. Homer's Homer or Homer's Homer might as well be Harper's Homer in the eighth to send the Phillies to the World Series in the NLCS. I like that. You know what's sad about Judge's 62 is unfortunately it's becoming an afterthought among Yankee fans because of the disappointment in the postseason. They booed Judge in both so tired, ALDS man. and the American League Championship Series. And all of a sudden, it's like people forgot Aaron Judge set the American League single season home run record. And, and that carried sad. their team. Carried. And that's sad, dude. That's really fucking sad. That's uh, baseball. It's like whatever you do. That's not really baseball. Like. That's New York. Mm, that's big market baseball. And there's a lot of people like I, I I was jumped on somebody's radio show like two weeks ago and they're like, Why would Judge want to go anywhere else but New York? It's the biggest spotlight baseball. Why would he want to do anything but be in the biggest spotlight with all the attention, all the money, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, maybe he doesn't want to play in a toxic environment. And I'm not saying one's better than the other because some people actually are fueled by toxicity. Some people are, they're fueled by the headlines, the media, uh, the booing. Like some people live for that. And Air Judge might be that guy, 
But if Aaron Judge is not that guy, if Aaron Judge is a typical California type kid, a little bit more relaxed, doesn't love the whole toxic environment, he grew up in California, maybe San Francisco is the place to be. Maybe Los Angeles is the place to be. You know what I mean? Like that East, there's, Reese Hoskins talked about it. I just posted about this on our Wake and Rake social media pages. The East Coast environment, fans, media, et cetera, it's just different. It's just complete. You can speak to this. I mean, you played for the Padres in the Boston in consecutive in the Boston Red Sox in consecutive years. It's just different. And so if Aaron Judge doesn't stay in New York, I won't be surprised at all because I think it's a matter of I don't want to play in a city where I hit 62 home runs and then I get booed one week later. Some players thrive off of that pressure. Like mm-hmm. some players aren't like look at guys like Xander Bogarts, like. Boston's a really hard place to play. Dustin Pedroia, Big Poppy, like these are all stars. Aaron Judge is a star. I don't think Aaron Judge gives two shits about that. I don't think he cares about being ju- uh being booed. Like I really don't. I don't think he cares. I think he understands uh, the fans there. I think he understands why they booed. I think he. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter if he likes it or not. He knows it doesn't matter. He's just going to put his he's, – he's, he's that guy. He's going to put his head down, work. He's going to say all the right things. He's going to go, hey, they needed me to perform. I didn't perform. That's why they booed. That's who he is. I don't think it bothers him one bit. And if it does, it, it bothers, bothers him in a way that it pushes him to, like, a next level. So, I don't think that is going to – if he signs elsewhere, I don't think them him being booed in the postseason has anything at all to do with it. If he goes to San Francisco, it's because they give him a longer contract more money, which they're going to have to because he's going to lose money in taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know that. Um, and it's home, which means a lot to players, especially if you're going to finish your career somewhere. You want to be home close to friends and family because, believe it or not, there's life outside of baseball for these guys. So that plays into decisions as well. I think he's going to be a New York Yankee. They can't let him go. They will never hear the end of it. Point being, don't forget about his 62 home runs because that was incredible. My favorite moment from the regular season is going to make you feel real good inside, Brooksy. My first one, not to get too cheesy, was coming up to Boston. Oh, I was watching fun. a game with you, going out with Jenny that night. That was that was great for me. I, I got to see Fenway Park for the first time. That was fun. You're right. That, that was great. That was mine, but – not to get too cheesy or anything, but uh-huh. my, my, my baseball, my favorite baseball movement was Albert Pujols reaching 700 home runs because yes. I thought that was a feat that could not be a compliment. I did not think – I thought he would have to come back next year. I didn't and think he, he got he hotter hit. than hot. It's six home runs at the All-Star break, I think. Yeah. Six? And he was – That OPS left. against lefties was like 9 million <laughs> like in the second half. It was insane. He even started hitting righties there at the end. It was like didn't matter. If, if you were throwing – Anything over the plate, he was going to barrel it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Come back, just saying. Nah, he doesn't want to. I know, but if you hit 950 OPS against left-handed pitching, you should come back. Nah. A couple no. others that stood out to me was not not everyone remembers this one, but it encapsulates the Angels season perfectly. Is Mike Trout rolling his eyes at his pitcher for when he was who, t- who was tipping? <laughs> It was just so, yeah, and so Mike Trout's out in center field, just like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? That that, that video, like, 
reminded me of the Real Muto video when his guys running out of the bullpen all funky and Real Muto's like, fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. The third one I had was Cal Raleigh hitting a walk-off home run to send the Seattle Mariners. Oh, good call. First time in more than two decades. That was a special. That was – I didn't say – I purposely did not say – the Mariners going to the playoffs because I knew you were drooling to get that one out. You couldn't wait. So I was like, I know that's at the top of his list, so I'm not going to say it. You always call me a Padres homer. Are you saying I'm a Mariners homer now? Or am I both? You can be both. Okay. Which player caught your attention and put himself on the map the most in 2022? 100% Jeremy Pena. There were a lot of good players, but Jeremy Pena. Mm-hmm. And as the postseason, like, like I watched him in the regular season. I'm going, All right, this guy's really good, but Julio's better. Like he's, Julio's mm-hmm. going to win that rookie of the year. J-Rod's a stud. Jeremy Pena was just like so consistent. He had some injury trouble. He got hurt a little bit. Um, but really like step back and look at the situation. You're coming up to a team that is booed everywhere you go. You're called a cheater, even though you were in like high school when that happened or University of Maine or where I don't even know what year it was drafted, whatever. But this kid's story, number one, Dominican moves to Rhode Island, goes to high school in Rhode Island, goes to University of Maine, which isn't known for their – I mean, they have a good program, but they're not known for, like, spitting out big leaguers. I didn't even know they had a baseball play program. Yeah, like, it's that's not a – that's a tough place to play baseball. They got how cold it is up until, like, June. And um, he just – he has to step and fill the shoes of Carlos Correa, a guy who's been there, who was a leader, who was an everyday household name for the Houston Astros fans. He had, and he did it seamlessly, flawlessly. He wasn't like an elite of an elite player this year, but as a rookie, he was very, very good. And then you see what he did in the postseason, LCS MVP, World Series MVP, big homers, big defensive plays. He was like he's been there for 10 years. He's like he's been there for all six of those last ALCSs that the Astros have been to. But I don't know. He just There's just some – a maturity about him, a calmness, a slow heartbeat that he is just perfect for that team. He's a perfect shortstop in the big leagues. And this kid's going to be special to watch grow into um, what we all think he's going to be and just a really special big leaguer for the next 10 years. I went with O'Neill Cruz, shortstop for the National League. He's he went so shortstop fun. in the American League. I went O'Neill Cruz. He's the most toolsy player in the league when it comes oh. to like rocket arm. Hitting the ball a million off the bat. He can run. He's nine feet tall. So he played 87 games this year. 87. He had 17 home runs, 54 RBIs. He had the fifth most home runs by National League shortstops this year. He barely played more than half the games. And he had the fifth most home runs among National League shortstops. He had a 744 OPS. A lot of that was hurt by his strikeout numbers. That's got to improve. He has a lot of swing and miss in his swing. It's been- when there's that much pop, there's normally swing and miss. But he runs as fast as Tyreek Hill. He hits balls as hard as Giancarlo Stanton. I still don't believe he's Tyreek Hill fast. Keep in mind that Tyreek Hill has a helmet and pads. On. I don't. Nah, I don't care. It's I. We're looking at a straight line, like 90, 90 feet. It was based straight off of Statcast. That's all I'm saying. I so, don't want to burst your bubble, but he ain't faster than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> that cast says that his sprint speed was 0.1 feet per seconds faster than what NFL next-gen stats had Tyreek Hill last season. That's all I'm saying. 
Tyreek Hill had pads and a helmet on. Okay. And O'Neill Cruz is six foot six. Nuts. Regardless, man. Six seven. Is he six seven? He's a freak. That's all I know. He's a freak. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because it's fun. Yeah, no doubt. O'Neill Cruz is my guy. We'll continue on this offseason. Brooksy mentioned that we're gonna get a lot of guests on, which should make things very interesting. Maybe maybe we'll talk to some players about uh what they're gonna do in free agency. I don't know. Maybe. I want to hear about the new rules too from players. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, the, the season is going to look completely different in 2023. Completely different. For like the first couple of weeks, and then we're all going to fade to black and we're going to forget about it. This should become mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, this is, I love two hour and 30 minute games every night. And then like, and then for some reason, there's going to be something that like the fans are going to find a reason to be pissed about regardless, because that's what we do. That's 2022. That's what we do is like we just find shit to complain about. I'll just so put, I'm curious to see what the next set of issues are gonna be. They're just gonna direct it all to Elon Musk and Twitter. Oh my god, don't get me going. <laughs> you gotta you pay for okay. Mark? Here's my what? You're gonna lose your check mark? Oh, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for it either. No, here's way. the issue. Anybody can pay for a check mark now and say I'm Will Middlebrooks, and then you're in here like Let's say someone's like being racist or like anti-Semitic or just saying nasty things and not anything that would represent me as a human being, but they're verified and it says my name. How does someone know it's not me? Yeah. Like how anything for money, I guess, since Elon Musk is really struggling for money. What are we doing? Yeah, we'll see. I Nothing's permanent or. Well, so we have a good friend who was just here for dinner. She, she came over tonight and, um, She's very high up in Facebook. She works for Facebook, like high up with them. And um, she said, it's happening. Like it's happening. Mm. And I was like, well, can you guys make something that's kind of like Twitter? And she's like, like the copyright issue like that. You run into so many problems. Copyright. You can't, you can only copy it so much or it's an issue. I know we're like off the rails right now, but it blows my mind that, if you're a verified person, like it's not about being verified or not. It's more about protecting yourself from things people say and mm-hmm. do online. Like it's for what? Ugh, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. It doesn't matter. We're just a baseball podcast. Whatever. On the you next my podcast, point. It's stupid. On the next Wake and Rake podcast, we'll break down Twitter and Elon Musk. No, we will not. We'll talk for I'm out on Elon. We'll talk offseason. Elon Musk is not getting a contract from the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge might. We'll see. We'll talk about it more. Thanks for joining us, folks. Wake and Rake podcast powered by Swing Juice. Peace out.